welcome back to the Chicago Justice Podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Siska. I'm also executive director of the Chicago Justice Project. So if you're listening to this in the podcast, remember to subscribe. If you're on YouTube and watching this, smash the subscribe and like buttons. We really appreciate it. Want to get involved in our work? CJPNation.org. Want to find out more about what we do every day at ChicagoJustice.org. And of course, our Patreon, if you want to become a financial supporter of the organization, the link will be in the show notes and in the um, podcast uh, literature. Okay, what are we covering today? Three topics. Superintendent Brown leaving the Chicago Police Department or a bad article about it. Um, he's reaching, I'm not going to go into it. We'll get to that. Another, the second thing we're going to talk about is another example of police accountability system in Chicago, generally in the U.S., but certainly in Chicago, totally sucking. And the third is voting in the district councils and the importance of the upcoming elections. We can't tell you who to vote for, but we can tell you to vote. Get out there and vote. Those elections may, may, may be important. Um, it's certainly better to have uh, to not have the alt-right on there, and we'll get to who I'm talking about at the end of this podcast. So an article written by Fran Spielman and others, Frank Main, at the Chicago Sun-Times, talks about Superintendent Brown leaving the Chicago Police Department. Oh my God, really? Well, you know, every contender... Outside of the mayor, every contender for the mayoral position, the office, has said they're going to get rid of Brown. Oh, my God, they all want him gone. Well, ladies and gentlemen, he's aging out. I think it's in April or May. He hits, I think, 62 or 63, and he can no longer be a sworn officer of the Chicago Police Department. Now, can a sworn officer not lead the department? Technically, Yes. But from what I know, that hasn't happened till since O.W. Wilson in 1960. So he's aging out. He's gone. Lightfoot, of course, because she's so stubborn, will not commit to getting rid of him. What do you mean? He's aging out. He's a superintendent. Are you going to be a sworn? Are you going to run it? Be superintendent? Is not a sworn officer? Can't you wear the uniform anymore? No. He, I'm sure he's qualified for another pension. He's happy as can be. He's out. And Lightfoot, because she's so hard-headed, just in, such a megalomaniac, that she refuses to just push him out, which she done, should have done two years ago, probably three. His handling of the... First of all, his handling of the Brown... Um, the unrest related to the George Floyd, Sergeant St. Michael Brown, George Floyd murder. His incompetence there and his inability to see what was coming to Chicago that was starting to spread around the country. He should have been gone just for that, but Lightfoot can't ever admit a mistake. So she wasn't going to get rid of him. He should have been out then. Now the question is, should he have ever been hired? And the answer really is probably not. If you look back, and it'll be in the show notes and everything, you look back on our website, Lauren Cole, an intern from the University of Chicago, wrote a piece. I happened to uncover that Superintendent Brown had been suspended from his, his job as a Dallas police officer four or five years in to his job there 
were lying during an internal investigation. And I would say, I categorize it as lying multiple times because he told the same lie to the officer on the scene, then the investigators. And as it worked its way up, he kept lying, lying, lying through the entirety of the police department and then to the city because it was the city that actually suspended him. And he took a, a lie detector test and failed it. I mean, he just lied, 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 lied. Now, I have some sources that I trust in the mayor's office that Mayor Lightfoot knew about that suspension. Yeah, she did. She just didn't tell anyone. Did she lie? I don't know. Is it, is it a conspiracy to lie by omission to cover it up? Probably. Would he have been hired in Chicago with that background? No. Was it probably the worst time to hire someone leading into or just as the just leading into COVID, what was going to come from that, and then the results of George Floyd's murder? Probably. And he's he polices very old school. Very old school. There's nothing modern about what he does. He could be in the 1980s. And just to remind you, when Lightfoot, late in 19, in like December, I believe, she pushed out Eddie Johnson or fired him, the current superintendent at the time. And she brought in a really highly regarded, more modern superintendent, Charlie Beck from Los Angeles, to come in on an interim basis and install some, like, install, start the process of installing many, many modernization efforts that he had accomplished in LA and won accolades for doing so. So he started that path. And Lightfoot had on the short list to, on the short list for the superintendent, the full-time job, Beck would not take it. He came in only as an interim. He had been retired, didn't want to do it. On the short list was one of his lieutenants, one of his top people in LA that had been working with the crime lab on and off in the CPD and had been in Chicago for months, I believe, at that point. And for some reason, Lightfoot didn't like him and picked Brown. Mistake, big mistake. And what did Brown do? He reversed, almost immediately reversed everything Charlie Beck did. Charlie Beck was about disbanding all the citywide units. They go bad. Look at that... Um, I forgot the name of the or Scorpion unit in Memphis. Right? All those special units, man. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time till they go bad. Well, Brown likes them. These roving saturation teams. So he started stripping. Well, Beck disbanded them and pushed everyone. I think I even heard he was going to disband narcotics and push everyone to the districts and get rid of the specialized units. And he started doing that and Brown reversed it all. Was Brown an effective police chief? No. Does Brown have the integrity to be a police chief? I do not think so. I don't think anyone that got suspended for lying multiple times in an internal investigation should probably ever be promoted. Sorry, you must really have to work and you really have to be honest and he wasn't. And for those that are saying, well, how do I know Brown wasn't honest? It never got talked about in Chicago. He never, once we published it, he never, well, that's old news and I'm not going to talk about it. He never said, hey, I messed up. 
I lied multiple times in internal investigation. I should have. I took my punishment. I learned from it, and I turned my career around. That's what an adult would do. But then, is David Brown an adult? There's a question. He didn't do that. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, how about this one? He doesn't live in Chicago. So, and there are, you can find it online, but I know from sources in the mayor's office, the police department, sometimes at like certain events, certain important events, an officer being shot or a big shooting or something in Chicago, big, like, you know, multiple casualty event. Brown's not there on the weekends. It's because Brown's in Dallas. That's why. Brown's home. He never moved. How the mayor of Chicago hires a person to be superintendent who is not going to move to Chicago blows me away. So in some, yes, he's out because he can only be there if he doesn't want to be in the uniform. So the easiest question in the story is Superintendent Brown, are you or are you not going to stay if asked after this, after your age out at 62 or 63, after your birthday that's coming up this spring? That's the, that's the whole question, whether he is or not. That's it. Ask him. Do it. And that's it. That's the end of the story. Then you could just say Brown is leaving no matter what happens. He wants to be sworn officer, won't, won't run the department as a civilian employee. It's over. It's a weird, concocted story that makes it seem like it's a bigger story than it is. No one wants to keep him. Well, we all knew that. We all knew that. I don't understand why that's a big story. And he's aging out and he's going to leave. He's got his, probably got another pension for him. Congrats. God knows how many he's got by now. Right? And not once, he's not going to ever leave as he should have with, with his tail between his legs being fired. He should have never been hired. He's a dinosaur. I really thought McCarthy was last of the dinosaur cops we were going to get. Then, for some reason, Rom put Eddie Johnson in, who was not qualified for the job, nor did it seem like he wanted. He never even applied. And then what do we get? We go from him to David Brown. I can only imagine who Lightfoot is going to bring in next or whoever the winner of this next election. One of the problems we have, ladies and gentlemen, is simply that it doesn't seem like really good people want to come here and be superintendent. And that's a problem. And it's reflective in the head of COPA, which we'll get to right now. So segment two, why is the police accountant, or well, basically, the police accountability system broken, right? We've known this forever? Okay. Well, here is an article that you just, you just can't, um, you can't believe. Yes, it's a sometimes article also. Okay, I'm going to read right from it because I want to get it right. Officer Robert Pett had traveled to Milwaukee. This is Chicago police officer now because that'll become important in a second. Chicago, Chicago police officer Robert Pett had traveled to Milwaukee nine days before Christmas in 2018. According to, it made public, according to a report made public this week by the Civilian Office of Police Accountability, COPA, they suck, but here I'll continue. After having dinner, going to a concert, and hanging out at a bar, all while toting his gun, a loaded gun, he went to another tavern. Here's where it gets juicy, guys. That's where he pointed a bullet magazine against a man's chest during an argument and was quickly pummeled by a group of patrons, one of whom wrestled the gun away, the report says. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, a Chicago cop 
drove to Milwaukee across state lines with his gun to go to dinner, to a concert, and hang out at bars and drink and drink and drink. COPA, the useless organization as they are, originally sought his dismissal. But then for some unexplicable reason, and some reason they will not tell us why, they all, the entire management of the organization should be fired. This is why we need our police settlement and transparency ordinance to make these people, put them on camera and make them answer questions. I'll get to that in a minute. Copa originally sought his dismissal, but then settled for 180 day suspension. Why, when you're drunk off duty and you have your gun drunk, that's dismissible. You're fired. That's it. Go, we take your void card. You're done. You can't have your card. You can't have your badge. Are you kidding me? Does this sound familiar? Remember, I was just down with Deborah Whitsburg last week, our conversation about the Proud Boy cop and the and the um Oath Keepers cop, two different cops. The Proud Boy cop, they came to some, it's called mediation. They mediated it. Instead of just firing his ass for being a white supremacist, they mediated and suspended him 120 days. One has to wonder, what the hell does it take to get fired in this city? The hilarious part of all of this, ladies and gentlemen, is you ask the average police officer in Chicago, they think COPA and IAD and all of these things are way too hard on cops. Pat here, in this case, was so drunk. Excuse me. He's so drunk, he could not remember details when interviewed by COPA. Which either means he blacked out with his gun. Well, we'll talk, well, maybe not. When he blacked out, he may not have had his gun, right? It got wrestled away from him. But he blacked out, didn't remember details, or he was lying in the Copan interview. Either one, dismissal, fired. Why is this coming up as bad as all of this is? Because Officer Robert Tett is not no longer a Chicago police officer, Robert Tett. He is Wakanda police officer, Officer Robert Pat. That's right. He got hired by a far, far north of the suburb, if I remember right, Wakanda. What are you talking about? So he serves the suspension, the 100-day suspension, and immediately gets hired by Wakanda when he gets put on, you know, in the good graces, back on the department and, and fine standing. So this incident in Chicago wasn't enough to fire him. And Wakanda uses it as saying, well, they didn't fire him and they put him back on active duty and fine standing. We, we should be able to hire him. So they hired him. Him crossing state lines with a loaded gun, going to a concert with a loaded gun for no reason, and then being on a bar after bar after bar, drunk, so drunk that he didn't remember the details, or he lied during the internal investigation. All of that qualified him for a gig at Wakanda? It's unbelievable. That is the depths that the losers that run these departments and the police accountability system go. Now let's get to COPA. Remember, Lightfoot brought in Sydney Roberts to run COPA. I don't remember exactly where Sydney came from. I think she may have come from the state police or the Illinois Inspector General's office. I don't think she was qualified for the job. She couldn't have it. Eventually, Lightfoot pushed her out. They do a national search and they hire, in the end, they hire Sydney Roberts second in charge. What the hell? Now, here's the funny thing. 
when the original I helped create it, the Office of Deputy Public Safety Inspector General came up. I talked to some people on the National Police Accountability Scene, they call National Association of Civilian Oversight for Law Enforcement. And they said, no, the being a inspector general for the police isn't the job that people in this line really want. They want COPA. They are, at that point, IPRA, an independent police review authority, and then COPA as it got created. They want the COPA job. But this is all we get. I don't think people want to come here. Either that or the Lightfoot is completely incompetent, right? Completely incompetent. Completely incompetent that this is who she hires. She should see this and go, oh, yeah, you're fired. And just she should have that day when this report got released, fired the head of COPA. They got to go. Take all their deputies, fire them. If this is as good as it gets, close down the organization. I don't know what the hell good it's doing. It's really, really frustrating. So pets no longer Chicago's problems, but don't go up north in Illinois, ladies and gentlemen, especially in the Wakanda, because you might have to worry about running into Officer Pet, who gets so drunk with a loaded weapon that he doesn't remember details from the night before, gets in fights. And by the way, in that article, it also mentioned that he had gotten into another scuffle incident in the previous bar from the bar where he got in the fight and he got pummeled and people took his gun. They kept him. How about we have a rule? If you drink with your gun, you take a sip of beer, or any kind of alcohol whatsoever, or do any drug like marijuana, anything else, minimum, minimum five-year suspension. That's if you take one sip. If you take two, you're fired. Gone. We ought to make it a felony, to be honest with you. Don't, why do we want to allow cops with weapons that are loaded to drink? I don't understand. This is not an uncommon problem, ladies and gentlemen. It's like, this is an extremely common problem. You can find a Chicago police officer bar, a cop bar in every district in, this, in Chicago, and you will find it almost every night with cops in it drinking. Uh, depending on the shift, 12, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, they will be drinking. There, a friend of mine used to bartend at one. I saw countless unbelievable pounding of alcohol with guns on them. According to my friend, who used to work on this a long time ago, but two guys got into a wrestling match over a gun on the floor of the bar. No one reported it. Why are we letting them drink? Why does the existence of a cop bar exist? They want to go in without their weapons every so often, just randomly. Internal affairs should go in, and anyone who's been drinking with their gun should go. Fire them all. Don't let them drink. I don't understand it. But it's why our police accountability system sucks. Why does nothing change? Why does Memphis happen? Why does Minneapolis happen? Cleveland. I mean, you name it, right? Why does it all happen? Because the police accountability system sucks. Okay, last segment today, ladies and then you can, ladies and gentlemen, you can you'll be done with my ranting, and this is going to be a rant. The elections are coming up in Chicago. I think they're next week. You need, ladies and gentlemen, you need to get out and vote. You need to get out, vote, vote, vote. Not only that, ladies and gentlemen, you need to get educated about who's running for your local police district council. Each police district has a three-person council. I'm not quite sure what it's going to do. I'm not quite sure how effective it's going to be. I have incredibly serious reservations 
I'm sure the people involved are awesome. I just figured out I know someone in the organization. I found that out yesterday. Is one of the researchers? Listen, I'm really worried about this being um, democracy theater. I don't know if it has the power to do what we all want it to do. I don't also think that the district council have the knowledge to know enough about policing to come up with rules and regulations or uh, restrictions on police powers. I just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm highly questionable. It is not an attack on the people. It's an attack on Mayor Lightfoot because she destroyed it. Um, it should have a lot more power than it does. But regardless, you got to get out and vote. Um, if you don't, then you're, let's just put it this way. The Fraternal Order of Police is taking it very, very, very seriously. Right? They're running candidates. No fools. And this is one of the reasons why I said democracy theater, because the FOP has some money. Most of the people running for district councils don't have any. So we'll see. It could quite very well be that we have these district councils after a long fight from GAPA and um, the other organization. I can't remember their name right now. We get They get what they want, but they can't win the election, which has always been my issue. How you're gonna, we're gonna vote the mayor out. Great, who are you gonna put in? You have the votes to take her, take them, her now, but him before out? Then just vote them out. We're gonna run all these aldermen. Really? Show me something where you can win a bunch of elections, get enough of the city council to control things. You can't. So maybe good people win these district council seats, but it's very likely that bad people are gonna win them. The alt-right, if they win them, this actually could be a net negative on police districts and people of color and increased brutality, Authori increased authoritarianism in these, in these districts. It's very possible. We'll see this the first election, um, but I don't have a lot of faith. So this is from the Chicago Reader about one of the election turning attorneys helping the FOP on some of this. And running for the, I think in the 25th district, it is the 25th, running for the council himself. Let's, let's look at him a little bit, some of his social media posts. Maybe this sounds a little alt rightish to you. Pericles, Perry Abbasi, an attorney who filed petition challenges and election paperwork for several police district council candidates on behalf of the Eternal Order of Police and who is, who is himself a candidate for the 25th district, has a history of social media posts and messages with racist and misogynist content. Is that shocking? I mean, you're shocked, right? Here's a quote. Absolutely despise the idea of women in groups and wickedness that comes from them talking to each other. Hmm. The article continues. That was the end of the quote. And, and he also wrote, and wrote that a bar owner he helped with liquor license had provided him with Polish girls who may have been trafficked. In an interview with the reader, Abbasi, admitted he wrote them but said they were humorous, humorless, humorous? I would say humorless, but humorous trolling. Who would troll on the trafficking of human beings? What kind of loser is that guy? This is your modern FOP. This is your John Katanzara 
alt-right FOP, extremists. You can look on our website. There's a report. You can just Google, not Google. You can Google John Cotton-Zara, or you can just go to our website and search Cotton-Zara or John Cotton-Zara, and you will come up with the report. We did a podcast about it, uh, but there's great report about his social media. We FOIA'd and got his social media posts. We got the file related to his uh, the police department seeking his termination. Go there. It's unbelievable. They're the same thing. It's the same hate-filled content. This is who's representative, representing some of them, and running himself for a council seat. So, if you, my opinion is, if you can't guarantee you're going to win the elections, why set up a system where you're going to give these councils any power? We will question what power they have in an upcoming episode. I don't know. This could turn out very, very bad. Even if it turns out very good with good election results, which is highly questionable. The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if they have the power. And I'm not even sure if the people running will know enough or be empowered enough to make a difference, even if they knew enough about what should be done. I'm sure the people involved in the organization, I'm kind of friendly with Adam Gross, who runs the, the whole big whole shebang for the city. Um, it's not a rip on him or other people involved. It's just reality. I fought this a lot when I was working with Chicago Coalition for Police Accountability. We'd have kind of people that weren't involved in police accountability come in and say, oh, we need this democracy. We need that democracy. And I love democracy, but I'm just not sure, you know, this sounds good in theory. We'll check out the powers. Now, we're Adam and I are in contact. We're working out a date for two people from the commission, one being, I think, the chairman. Uh, to join us on the pod and discuss this. Um, I'm not ripping it, but ladies and gentlemen, I was a strong advocate for when the IPRA, the Independent Police Review Authority, got created. I don't think it brought the change we wanted. It so didn't that we then created the Citizen Office of Police Accountability, or COPA, right? Because when IPRA was created, was created out of the Office of Professional Standards. It's an internal police agency. IPRA was external, but daily not wanting a problem with the unions made IPRA hire all the Office of Professional Standards city employees, hired them without interviewing any. He just got the same. They just create, would create IPRA, but now it's the same employees except for the leader. It didn't work. It so didn't work that after we got, what was that, 2015, I believe, after we got the murder the release of the video of Laquan McDonald, we all pushed for the dissolution of IPRA and the standing up of COPA, the Citizen Office of Police Accountability, with the leader, who at that point was Sharon Fairley, formerly from the Inspector General's office, to give her the power to re-interview staff and to not be forced to keep them all, because obviously the problem wasn't the structure or powers of the Independent Police Review Authority, it was that they inherited bad employees from the Office of Professional Standards, the internal office within the CPD. So with that was the problem. So we went from the Office of Professional Standards and the Independent Police Review Authority to the Citizen Office of Police Accountability. I just, in the last segment, I just showed you, COPA sucks. They suck. They suck. Internal Affairs sucks probably even more, but God, do these suck. They suck. They're incompetent. Why you would mediate any of this, I have no idea. That said, why is another, we're going to create another one. So between 2007 and now 2023, 
we have created the Independent Police Review Authority, the Citizen Office of Police Accountability, the Deputy Public Safety Inspector General's Office, which is separate from those, but also does some uh, does policing accountability stuff. And now we're creating this Citizen Commission with these district councils. Okay. And I hope I'm wrong. I just want results. Show me the results. I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to hear about how hard people are working. I don't, I just want to hear, I just want to show results. Because right now, as I understand the powers, and we'll get to that more in a couple of weeks, the police department, and I think the police department has already done it. They just ignore the, 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 the citizen commission. They just ignore it. If that remains to be the case, and that power is the way it is, and they can just ignore it with no no shits given, then what good is it? It's not a rip on the people to rip on the powers. You put good people with a really shitty setup of an organization with almost no powers. I don't care. They're going to be shitty. The results are going to be shitty. It's just the result. They may be as good as they possibly can be with really shitty powers, but that's still going to be crappy. I hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. I really do, but I don't think I am. Um, Lightfoot gutted it. And like the hack she is, she wrote, rewrote that ordinance herself. She didn't have staff do it because she's such a micromanager. She, she did it herself. Ah, it's so sad. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. We will be back with you next week. And in the next couple of weeks, we're hoping to have Jim Daly from now the tribe that was at the reader and was formerly at the Southside Weekly on with us trying to get Sarah Stops in the Chicago Council of Lawyers, and we're trying to get a couple of people from the Citizen Commission on. And then after the elections, we hope to have a couple of people from the district councils on to speak with us also. All right, thank you very much. Once again, check out our Patreon if you want to support us. Get involved at cjpnation.org. Thank you so much.